I have the results from the overnight tracking. You know, it's not fair. I mean, every other president had all of the Russians to blame for everything. What have I got? For an unpopular president. Uh, the voters felt that your being alive or dead had no real bearing on their daily lives. It's time to give war a chance. Dead. Dead. What are we going to do for an enemy now? A riot between Americans and Canadians broke out last night. Now, with a little inspiration. All I said was Canadian beer suck. Give me one week and I'll have Americans burning maple leaves. They'll create a cause worth fighting for. Is Canadian Prime Minister Clark McDonald a member of a satanic cult? Oh, that is stunning. Canadians are always screaming up a lot of ways to ruin our lives. The metric system, for the love of God. Do not panic. I'm in complete control. There's a time to think. There's a time to act. And this gentleman, there's no time to think. Move out. Welcome to Canada. I'm your worst nightmare. I don't know what you're talking about. We got ways of making you pronounce the letter O. What we have here is a brave but misguided group of Americans who go right into Canada and kick some serious Canadian butt. Oh, Americans. Welcome to Ontario, sportsman's paradise, <laughs> isn't it, though? John Candy. You Canadians are so sneaky. Alan Alda. Surrender pronto, or we'll level Toronto. Rhea Perlman. What does this look like to you? Never saw a white man that size. Kevin Pollack. When have you ever heard anyone say, honey, let's stay in and order some Canadian food? Rip Torn. I can't kill America's neighbors. I can. Canadian bacon. From the director of Roger and Me. Yeah. All right, now how did you know that was a nuclear facility? Well, they tricked us on that one. That's a hospital. But it's a hell of a strike. Welcome to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. I am your host, Scott White. What are we looking at this time? We're looking at the movie Canadian Bacon. So I invited a couple of very special guests. Gentlemen, introduce yourselves. I'm Derek. I'm Mean Mark. And we are the Canadian Movie Crew. That's right. We're Canadians, eh? Eh. <laughs> we're here to invade your podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're totally so, going to take over like we did in 1812 there, eh? Burn down your White House. So we're looking at Canadian bacon. So I got a couple of Canadians just to see how well Americans have captured the Canadian culture. Um, Not good. <laughs> not um, great. Not great. Some things you're bang on. Some yep. things you're bang on. Yep. But overall, not good. Can I just say, I remember watching this movie in the late 90s. This movie comes out in 1995. Um Really funny back then. 2021? Not as funny. <laughs> uh, there's some things in here that, uh, you know, thanks to some recent events, maybe it's lost its parody a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wink? Just saying. Maybe well, the U.S. declaring movie... a war on Canada just to improve the president's approval rating. I buy it these days. <laughs> well, and and when you know when I think about this movie <laughs> in my house, sitting here, uh, the, actually the the biggest thing that hit me over the head was the media and the media, the me yes, the media in this movie and how it was basically just pushing agendas like there's nobody's business, like it wasn't the news, it was basically. Uh, orders, and we all know that the American media is not like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. Fair and balanced. Oh, wait, wait, shit! I can't use that. 
But we'll get into that. But just to, so this movie, Canadian Bacon, it was the last movie featuring John Candy. It wasn't the last movie he made, but it was the last movie that came out starring him. Yeah. It was shot in 1993, and John Candy died in 1994, and this movie came out in 1995. Yeah. I, yeah, I believe his death actually postponed the release of it, right? Like, they thought it would be in bad taste to do it right away. And through a, a series, an unfortunate series of events, this movie just sort of went in the toilet uh, because of that. It was directed it? and written... Yeah, oh yeah, this movie this had an $11 million budget, and it made back like $150,000. Um, oh, wow. Because yeah. I don't think it was... I don't. It didn't go into a wide release. It was shown at a couple of film festivals and i think it was shown in some select cities but there was not a wide release of this movie yeah i don't remember really? this coming out in canada actually i don't i don't oh, remember seeing i remember this coming out in canada really okay <laughs> oh yeah uh because in, in in canada this movie is um widely beloved as sort of a guilty pleasure because you have so many canadians like like john care like uh, john Kerry, john candy playing an american who hates canada and there's all the canadian stereotypes which as a canadian we love hearing our own stereotypes it's funny to us like if if i went down to america and started telling americans what's wrong with america i'd get shot i mean scott you've come up here and you've made jokes about canada in canada and we laugh it's all it's all in good fun yeah Nobody is take nobody takes offense to it. Like, uh, do you know uh, you know um, oh, what's his name? Stork, Mike Stork, Mike Stork, yeah, comedian Very Mike funny Stork, comedian. Very funny comedian. Look him up on YouTube. He has a great bit about all the different stories that ca- that Canadians have. <laughs> it's one of my favorite bits from him, and it's all true. Like, there's different. There, we have different inflections on in how we say sorry that only an American can pick up. Yeah, to us it's second nature. It's like breathing. Yeah, and we even have that in this movie too, which is hilarious. And then you this you also get the reverse was... too. Like you get uh, Stephen Wright, American comedian, playing a Mountie, right? So you have a Canadian playing an American cop, and then you have an American playing a Canadian Mountie, which is kind of funny. Canadian bacon is is, is well loved in Canada. Uh, at it least... only has it only has a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it deserves a lot more than that. That yeah, movie, definitely. This movie is a lot better than thirteen percent. It is very nineties. Um, it is very nineties, but... but it's also very. Uh, it was written and directed by Michael Moore, who's not, you know, so he's way out on the left. Yes. So and it is. The, it is the same Michael Moore I'm thinking of that does like the yes. Fahrenheit 911 or whatever, like all those yes. documentaries, right? That's, yep. Yes, okay. this is the only non-documentary movie he's ever made. Really? It's only based on like 13 or 14 reviews, and I think it was probably just a bunch of... You know when uh, Kurt... Not Kurt Russell. Uh, Kurt Cameron did Saving Christmas, and he oh. was begging everybody to go on Rotten Tomatoes and give it a good rating, and it got out, so everybody just piled on and gave it a, a horrible rating. And now yeah, it's yeah. like... Like it, it might be the worst ranked film of all time. I think the right might have done that. They might have gotten a hold of this and just just because it was Michael Moore, because he's a very polarizing character. 
Yeah. They just went in and just gave shitty reviews without even without watching it. Right. Some guy's drunk one night watching his documentary, and then they say he also did this, so he goes in and lambastes it, probably never even saw the movie. <laughs> possibly, possibly. You know, something yes. like that, yeah. I don't know if you did any research before this. I, I, I guess I didn't. I should have, but I'm just wondering, is did have you seen anything about how he came up with this movie? What was the genesis for the idea for this movie? The genesis for the idea is... Michael Moore just hates the right and he hates he hates the gun lobby he he just hates all of it and and he just had to because the the news station uh, Mark was talking earlier about the news he's totally making fun of Fox News that's what I wrote in my notes I, I put Fox yeah. News question mark yes he's totally making fun of Fox News well let's just talk about the movie and when we get to these places we can talk about Sure. Uh, we can we can hit it. Uh, the movie opens on the New York side of Niagara Falls, and the president is coming. And the president is played by Alan Alda. There's a lot of great actors in this movie as it, well. It is a deep cast. I I forgot it is a about deep that. Cast. Alan Alda plays the president, and Kevin Pollack plays his one of his aides. Uh, so National uh, Security Agency, actually. He's yeah, NSA, head of the NSA. NSA. Yeah. Kevin Pollack plays a great weasel. Does he ever? Oh, yeah. And they're going to this factory that's been closed down because there's no Cold War. And they're like, well, come on down and you can pick up a missile or you know, a guided rocket if you need. So they're selling these. Which, yeah, yeah. That, that you can tell is a commentary right there on like the military industrial complex or something like that, right? Like he's trying to, Michael Moore is trying to kind of pump something out. Like it's so readily available in America. Well, one you of his can, friends gets a rocket launcher for 25 bucks, loaded. I mean, watching this movie, you can totally tell that this was written and directed by somebody on the left. Oh, yeah. It's very, very heavy-handed. Yeah, and, and as much as you know, Canada is in the title, and we are the quote-unquote bad guys in the movie, it, it is totally about America. Like, it is just completely saying stuff about the government and the people and stuff like that. So he kind of hits both sides, really. Of the he border, hits both sides. He hits both sides of the border. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see, uh, we see a news conference where this factory that closed, everybody's lost their job, so people are jumping over the railing at Niagara Falls. Yeah. So they say there's an incentive if, if a sh- police officer talks a person out of jumping, they get twenty five dollars. But if they fish a body out of the river out of Niagara Falls, they get fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So open so on Rhea Perlman. John Candy and Rhea Perlman with, yeah. fishing, with fishing nets, telling people, encouraging people to jump. Meanwhile, in other news, due to the record number of laid-off workers jumping to their death in Niagara Falls, the city council has just approved an incentive program. Sheriff's deputies who actually managed to talk someone out of jumping will be getting $25. If they have to go and retrieve the body, they'll be getting $50. Jump! 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 What will this one make? Eh, the third one today. Uh, ninth this week. Man, are we racking up that grief bonus? Four hundred and fifty bucks in the week's not over yet. You stick with me, honey. Hey, you know, things keep going like this. We'll be back up to what we used to make it happen. Huh, you know it. What is this guy doing up there? You know, it's a free country. 
If he doesn't like it here, he can swim across the river to Canada. <laughs> a lot of work there. Because they need the money, man. They, they made 450 bucks in a week, like that, you know, on top of their pay. Like that's <laughs> for 96, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> and there's this guy that's going to jump who's a friend of theirs, and they recognize him. And they still encourage him to jump until John Candy says, no, he's wearing my good hat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a weird thing. He's taping himself. He's duct taping himself in the car. And I guess the idea was to drive the car through the railing and over into the falls. But why the duct tape? I don't. And, and he duct tapes his mouth. Like, what the? What, I don't know what he's going for here. Like, it seems really unnecessary. I guess it was so in case he had second, you know, in case he chickened out, he wouldn't be able to. I guess. Hmm. Anyway. See, I thought he was going to attack the motorcade because the president's going through and they said that um, it's the first time since, oh, I forget what president came through when he was shot at. Hoover, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. But Uh, no, I agree with you. Uh, Yes. I thought he was going to attack the president. I thought he was going to drive his car into the motorcade. I, yeah, I me too. Was, yeah, I, I thought totally that's what he was that lining page. up for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it made perfect because, sense. Because no one has come out to watch the motorcade. <laughs> no one gives no, a shit. Yeah, no the, the streets are empty. Uh, I think they basically just go by the falls so the president can kind of see the falls. They just whip by. And I did get a laugh out of he's all taped up and he's he hasn't jumped. And no one will stop to help him. Like, the cops don't stop him. No. They, don't, they don't even pay him any attention. Here's this guy duct taped all the hell and he's like, they just keep driving by. There's a lot of subtle humor in this. There's a lot of subtle and there's a lot of character humor. Yes. Uh, between. We set up Alan Alda and he's an unpopular president at this moment. Yeah, he's uh, uh, and kind of um, like he's not the warmonger type is kind of what I get. Not that all, a bunch of presidents are, but the, the idea of the well, he's got a warmonger for a, a, a general, right? The head of his military general, Dick Panzer. Played by Rip, yeah. Rip Torn. Yeah, yeah. Wants nothing but war, obviously. And yeah, and but he's not with about that. I have to say, I can't unsee him as anybody but the guy behind the monitor in Men in Black. Zed? <laughs> yeah. Rip Torn. <laughs> All right, take Junior here out for his first run. <laughs> I don't know. I just see him uh, in Dodgeball. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. Oh, yes, that's true, too. <laughs> Throwing wrenches is, at people, which is sad. He has like a, such a a wide variety of movies on his on his list, and those are the only two movies we could think of. John Candy and Rhea Perlman's friend is going to jump, and John Candy's like, "No, he's wearing my good hat." So Rhea Perlman shoots him in the shoulder and flips him back over the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. You just saved his yeah. life. <laughs> you saved his life by shooting him. Because in America, guns are the answer. Yeah, I, like I said, there is no, there is no, no subtlety in this movie at all. I guess we can tag it with according to Michael Moore, right? We can. <laughs> according to Michael Moore, there is no subtlety in this movie. Guns run rampant. All generals want war. These are there are no shades. There's no shades of gray in this movie. It is all right down the middle. You know, I, you know who I like is the um, uh, hacker, the hacker industries or whatever, the, the the military contractor who basically gets up in uh, during this 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 odd auction of of weaponry and is basically, hey, uh, you know, I know you guys all lost your jobs and I kick you to the curb. 
well, it's this guy's fault. And he just totally throws the president under the bus. And then <laughs> and then the president comes up to the stage, doesn't acknowledge him or shake his hand, just walks right by him and <laughs> fucking gets off stage. I thought that was that was really good because he, lo- he lost money too, right? So he's just like, hey, don't blame me for shutting down the plant. It's it's this guy's fault. Here he comes. And there's like no fanfare. Alan Alda puts the hands up like the presidential double hand wave that you've seen. Yeah. And crickets. Like, which I think was funny. Like, if no, if they didn't have the weapons sale, no one would be there. I think that's how unpopular he is, right? If they weren't in the middle of a weapons sale, he, yeah, there would have been an empty, uh, empty crowd or no crowd. One of John Candy's friends buys buys a rocket launcher, and it accidentally goes off, and John Candy jumps on top of the president to save his life. How did he do that? He was on the other side of a barricade talking to Kevin Pollock. He leaps over the barricade up onto the platform and nails the president all before this RPG can get to him. Did we see what yeah. happened to that RPG? Because behind the president was a bandstand full of um, school children. <laughs> yeah, and and it doesn't go off. Like there's no explosion. Like did that did that missile just disappear conveniently? <laughs> I think it did. I think it did. Because I don't remember what happened to that, but, um, but yeah, no. The whole idea behind this movie is that they, he's losing. The president is not popular, and they want to start a war with a because that'll immediately improve his popularity rating. They try to get Russia involved by bribing him with KFC. It's not KFC. It's supposed to be KFC. It's, it's, it's hacker KFC. It, it's what? hacker. It's hacker fried chicken. It says oh, that on it? the bucket, yeah. Sorry, HFC. <laughs> um, uh, but the, they're like, oh, no, we are trying to get indoor plumbing, and so we do not need water. No, 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 thank you. We, we want the MTV, and the, what is the other one? The, the, the VH1. <laughs> VH1, VH1. Or VH1. <laughs> VH1. I do, I, I do see the budget of this movie because it... Uh, they basically arrive like to the White House in what is essentially a news chopper, which we see yeah. later on in, in Toronto. Yeah. yeah, and then it's just a bucket of chicken. Uh, so I went, I went back to the scene here real quick. The RPG just whips by them and doesn't explode. It doesn't actually go towards the children. It kind of goes, oh, okay, goes kind of to the, to the side. Yeah, to the okay. far left of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that was a good catch, um, though. I was like, yeah, did it not blow up children? <laughs> so. They're, they're trying to find countries, and they're going through Kazakhstan. Well, nobody knows where Kazakhstan is. I'm like, yeah, people still don't know where Kazakhstan is. Um, yeah. Um, and they're going through all of these. They even say, what about an alien encounter? You know, what if we, you know, we're attacked by aliens? They're like, no, the American people won't buy that. He says, well, what are we supposed to do? Say that Canada's attacking us? Or whatever, go after a war with Canada? And he says, sort of says it as a joke, but it, it sticks. It sticks with Kevin Pollack. It gets, it gets, it puts a little nugget in the back of his mind. Yeah. Because after he says that, they cut to a hockey game. Now, yeah, yeah, they're on the Canadian side. They're actually in in Ontario at this hockey game. The Ontario the Beavers, game. really. <laughs> now this is where I will start saying things are right or wrong. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because I've been at a hockey game where everyone in the crowd is singing Oh Canada. Yep. And you're right. 
no Canadian can sing that song well. And yeah, and and everyone either you mess up the lyrics or you just sound bad because not everyone can sing. <laughs> now, especially in the last ten years, because they've we, we, when I was young and you would go to a hockey game, it was just the English. Now, partway through, they change it to French. Yeah. Then it changes back to English. Yeah. Then it finishes in French. This is annoying because I don't know the French. You're just allowing, uh, saying, farring, say, what are we saying? Am I sticking a chicken at my butt? Is that what I'm agreeing to here? Like, Now, Derek, I'm, I'm a few years older than you, and I think I was probably the last one of the last classes that were actually prepared because we sang it twice, once in French twice, and once in English. So we learned... Ooh. Oh, no, sorry, no, they alternated days. So on Monday, it would be English. <laughs> on Tuesday, we would sing the French version. Oh, no. And Wednesday was back to English. Yeah, so look, we so we learned both. So when they started melding it, it was no problem. And and look, I agree. I, I am a very proud Canadian. There's nothing that makes me more proud than being Canadian. But that song is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that song, Oh, Canada, is very boring. Um... And it's really kind of old school. It's all about standing on guard for thee. Like that's, and the American one. Don't get me. I I hate the American one too because it's so boisterous and so American, quote unquote. But like, who and is the, those? Who, who is Jose and why can't he see? That's what I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> um, and, they, and they want to make changes too to our national anthem, like where it says God, did. God keep our land. I think is it like someone keep our land now, just so that way they don't offend anybody. Like, <laughs> yeah, and they want to change to all thy sons command to all thy people command or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's so bad. Anyway, but I also love the announcer. After this, they said, uh, "Please remember, no, be- uh, please do not use bad language, and there's no littering." I'm like. Wait a minute. No bad language or littering at a hockey game? No. That's that, fake. That's fake. Because if you've ever watched if you've ever watched a hockey game in Canada, you will hear the most cursing shit come out of people's mouths, especially when the home team is losing. Oh yeah. Little old ladies will be like foul mouthed sailors. Oh yeah. At a, at a hockey game. Big yep. time. And now what true? A hockey player will jump over the boards in the glass if you say Canadian beer sucks. I th- yes, I believe that true. one is true. That one is true. That now, one. yeah, John Candy in the scene goes, he says Canadian beer sucks, and everybody stops. Yep. And a hockey player, but isn't Canadian beer, isn't it stronger than American beer? Yep. You're damn right. Yeah. <laughs> That's- I'm not a drinker. I'm not a drinker, but from what I've known, Canadian beer is a lot more potent than American beer. It's 5.5% alcohol. So I don't know what American is. I think it's like 2.3. Yeah, something, something like, that. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah so that is and, – and to hear, uh, you know, one of Canada's greatest exports, John Candy, say Canadian beer sucks, that broke my heart. Flag. Let's go! Let's go! Drop the puck! Let's go! Ooh, 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 
World Series. Huh? That's our game, people. Huh? I'll tell you another thing. The beer sucks. That's why it's so funny. Yeah. That's like that's, that's yeah. what well, makes Well, you it can so tell funny. that John Candy was having fun with this role. And you oh, know absolutely. that John Candy has a sense of humor about himself and about Canada. Yeah, that's by, true. By, by doing this. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so it starts a big, a big brouhaha. And uh, so they get arrested in Canada. <laughs> and it's always the Mounties for some reason. Like, the, like Niagara Falls doesn't have its own PD. There's just Mounties no. everywhere. In this scene, it wasn't the Mounties. It was oh. actual OPP. Oh, so it's the provincial police. Well, so, so, again, it's, it's not it's, police. it's not the Niagara it's like city police. It's not Niagara Falls yeah, city no, police. It's no, the it's, city it's, police. it's the provincial cops. Like that's like saying uh, you know in your town it's only state troopers that are arresting anybody. There's no yeah. There's no city cops. <laughs> Which, by the way, by the way, Scott, what's with those pants? Those trooper pants? Yeah, what's with that? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay. <laughs> Our guys have stupid hats and bright red jackets, but what's with those pants? <laughs> anyway, regardless. Um, irregardless. What happens? Irregardless. Kevin Pollock sees this brawl on television, and it clicks in his mind. He's like, well, maybe we could go to war to Canada. And he gets on the phone, and he gets in touch with the American liaison to Canada, and he goes and has a meeting with him. <laughs> Yeah, he goes to the... It's the CIA. It's the CIA, oh. the, the Canadian expert of the CIA. Yeah you, got, yeah, you got the guys working Iraq and these other countries that are busy as hell, and then you got this older fella trying to dig up dirt on us. <laughs> and he's got, uh, what does he say? Well, is it the socialized medicine? Um, oh, yes. Yeah, he says a few things. Socialized medicine, uh, uh, free glasses. Derek, do you pay for your glasses? No. No? Uh, yes, I do. Yes, I do. But I get uh, $200 off. But they're not free. No, not totally. Oh, and th this one, my favorite one, free condoms. Hang Okay, so I'm from a family of six. If there were free condoms in Canada, I wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have free college, at least not yet. No, we don't have free college. We just have more debt like, a lot of, like everyone else. But you can borrow it from the government. So. Yes. Yeah, so it's not free. You do have to pay that yeah. shit back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the free condom one got me. <laughs> um, but basically, they just start a propaganda campaign against the Canadians. Right. They Kevin Pollack goes to the president and says, give me one week. Give me one week to brew up fear against Canada. And Alan Alda plays the president very wishy-washy. Mm-hmm. Kevin Pollock will say something, and then he'll agree with him, and then Rip Torn will say... Uh, Rip Torn, Alan Alda, and Kevin Pollock, they make a great comedy trio. They play off of yes. each other very, very well throughout the entire They movie. do. And well, and that's because their cast, the casting is really well done. Like you say, Kevin Pollock was a good slimy guy. Rip Torn has that commanding voice and presence, so he plays a, you know, a general, a leader. And then Alan well, Alda... comedians. Well, yeah, and Alan Alda, yeah, can can just blend in. And you want him wishy washy, that you'll get that. If you wanted, if they wanted him with a stern back, then he could do that too. If they if they wanted him to, but no, they wanted him to be kind of wishy washy. So they had exactly what they paid for. And it was, so yeah, you're right, great trio. 
And then we get the Canadian propaganda on the news. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) And I just want to say that my dad is 95, and he watches Fox News constantly. And Michael Moore nailed it. Fox News is nothing but striking up fear and creating fear where there is nothing. And he captured it perfectly in this movie about creating fear about something that doesn't exist. Well, one of the the threats that apparently Canadians uh, pose is winter for 11 months of the year. (laughs) First of all, we don't actually have that. But secondly, the idea that we're so powerful, we could bring that to your country. We could just Im- <laughs> we you. can just yeah we could just impose winter for most of the year at will. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but one but one of the things I agree with metric system. Come on, America, get on the board. Get on the board. I can't. Sorry. I can't get metric and Celsius. I can't get a board on that. I'm sorry. Uh, you have to. I'm sorry. There's the rest of the world. You're one of three countries in the entire world that don't use the metric system. We only and, half hey, use it, though, to be fair. And we only half use it, too. We use the imperial system, too. Um, you know, I'm not 187 centimeters. I'm six foot three. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. My weight is in pounds. My weight is in pounds, yes, not kilograms. I'll, I'll walk 10 feet to my car to drive three kilometers, though. But I will measure myself in centimeters. <laughs> yes, it's My a bigger number. At that point. Yep. <laughs> uh, but, but during all this propaganda, they have a list, you know, William Shatner, Monty Hall. And they have, uh, they, <laughs> yeah. they have a list of all these Canadians walking amongst us, among us. Michael J. Fox, Michael, Michael, J. Fox, Michael, Michael Myers. Myers. And I was looking at the list. And I was just hoping they would have put John Candy's name on that list. I was so hoping. I was oh, so, yeah, yeah. They didn't do it. They put Rick Moranis, but they didn't. I was so hoping they would have put John Candy's name on that. This is before Scream. This is before movies were allowed to be meta. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wasn't surprised when they didn't, but I was really hoping they would. I was really hoping they would, too, yeah. And that's another thing that, that actually Canadians are, I'm sure, annoy Americans. It's like... As soon as you mention someone that's Canadian, oh, 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 he's Canadian. Oh, did you know he's Canadian? Oh, yeah, he's Canadian. We like to point out things to Americans that are Canadian, like the um, uh, post-it note is Canadian. Canadian. The Canada arm on the space shuttle. Well, yeah. you don't really have to say it's Canadian, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. Celine Dion. <laughs> eh, you can keep that one. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Bieber. You can keep him, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't want him back. That's all right. Do not return to sender. <laughs> yeah. We'll take Jim Carrey back, though. Uh, you guys screwed him up. He's artistic now. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah Jim Carrey. Yeah, he was shacked up with what's-her-name. So, uh, Melissa McCarthy. Not Melissa. Uh, Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. And I don't know what you did to Alanis Morissette, who I went to school with, by the way. But she's not coming home. I don't understand that. Um, so the, the propaganda works and you get to see people, uh, you see two little girls going, I hate Canada. It's so cold there. The one they're eating ice cream. <laughs> yeah. We see this like, nice little uh, montage of people taking up arms against Canada to, um, the, the ballad of the green beret. And they have like, and they, they, they pick on a homeless guy for like drinking a Molson. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no. And then they take him away. And I'm like, Okay. <laughs> But then you get John. So first of all, John Candy doesn't get like a hero's anything for saving the president's life. He's treated no. as he's treated as an annoyance, which I thought was hilarious. And then 
he but he takes it upon himself to to start a strike mission. Yeah, he tries to to Canada. He tries to get all the people together. He tries to unite the people against Canada. Because he considers because because they live in, in Niagara Falls, he considers himself the first line of defense. That's right. Where they where are they going to come over? Against the right? evil Canadians. Yeah. Who, by the way, Canada doesn't even know what's going on. In that this movie. is one of the most hilarious yeah. things ever. They have no idea what's going on. This is a war that America is fighting with itself, which is completely unbelievable. But. If, I'm trying. I'm trying to think back to '96. I'm like, no, we had American stations. I don't know if everybody yeah. had Fox News up here, so maybe that was the idea. Is that you know, it's that one news station that Canadians. Well, don't Fox have. News wasn't Fox News back then. I don't think Fox News existed in '96. Maybe no. Uh, maybe it was just a part maybe. of Fox. Yeah, because I mean, The Simpsons. Well, Fox existed, but I don't know if Fox News existed. Uh, well, yeah, that was it. Just before the 24-hour news cycle thing started, right? Yeah, but yeah, '96, October 7th. There you go. Nineteen ninety six. Ninety six. Okay. Well, then our next scene yep. is Kevin Pollack talking to uh, what's the guy's name who owned the company? Hacker. Hacker. R. J. Hacker. Hacker. So Kevin Pollack is to, and apparently Kevin Pollack is working for Hacker on the sly. I guess Hacker got him put into the White House. That's what it sounds like. What? You mean to tell me a politician uh, works with business I, people it's on the hard side? To believe. What? Where does Michael Moore come up with this? <laughs> and so they're trying to concoct a plan to get this thing with Canada going and he he goes back when LBJ Linda B. Johnson was president we bombed one of our own ships and was, we blamed it on somebody else wasn't it a destroyer else. or something yeah. and Kevin Pollock's like yeah uh, that's a good story he's like it's goddamn it it's true the, didn't he say that the, he used that to spin it to start the Vietnam War in the yeah. 70s so they decide what they're going to do so. is they are going... Kevin Pollack is talking to the president and Rip Torn. And Rip Torn, I just want, let's just go in there and blow the shit out. So Rip Torn just wants an all-out offensive against Canada. Yeah. And Kevin yeah. Pollack's like, no, we don't, want, we don't want war. We just want the idea of war. We want people on the edge of their, on the edge of their seats for years to come. Like, they, they're trying to get another Cold War. Like we had with Russia. I do like what he says there. Uh, talking about like how they went in and, you know, Grenada, 72 hours, and Noriega was shaking in his boots. Yeah. And like all these places, these smaller places they invaded, and they said if they came into Canada, within a week everything would be done. And they're not wrong. You know, he's not he's not wrong. If, 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 if America wanted to come over, we can't really stop him. Exactly. That's the point. Uh, yeah, that's the point that Kevin Pollack is trying to make. It's like we want to prolong this. So they come up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're you going want... to send a team to blow up something, and Alan Alda's like, "We're going to blow something up, but nothing of importance, and we don't want anybody getting hurt." So they, dis- they right. decide so, on a hydro plant. Which, uh, yeah, on on the American side, they decide to blow up one of their own hydro plants. I'm like, that's isn't that kind of a crucial thing? Like, aren't there hospitals and stuff that are depending on a power plant from Niagara Falls? Like, you couldn't have found something a little <laughs> less crucial than that. I thought it was an odd target. Well, it's got to be big enough, right? I guess. It's got to be big enough to get people's attention. That's what he. That's what Kevin Pollock keeps saying. we got to get people's attention. we got to get them scared. If this could happen to a hydro plant, it could happen anywhere. But the problem is, is that John Candy and his friends are guarding said plant 
And I loved it, too, because they dressed, quote-unquote, like Canadians, which I was like, which I was like, what, what? What, what makes them look Canadian? The berets? That say Canada on them? That's about yeah. it, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what about that outfit says Canadian? Like, that's not a Canadian Well, the maple, the maple leaf <laughs> on the beret, that's what it's... <laughs> yeah, I know, but if you wanted to dress like a Canadian, put on a root sweater. Like, that's what... <laughs> I figured their fatigues, their, their fatigue should be made of plaid or something like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, put on hockey jerseys or something. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Tactical <laughs> hockey jerseys. Yeah, it's got your name and your number on the back. You know? I, I just, I just found them like what, what, what about those outfits make them look Canadian? The giant maple leaf, like come on. <laughs> We're not that obvious. Yes, we're that obvious. Yes, we're that obvious. <laughs> we are that obvious. Uh, yeah. So the next scene, there is a reporter reporting on this, and it's Jim Belushi. We get a cameo from Jim Belushi. Yeah. It's like John Candy is calling in some yeah, favors and there. From... His name is Charles Jackal. And I don't know if that was like yep. uh, Michael Moore, Jackal, praying. You know, they're preying on the people's fears as a Jackal. Yeah. Yeah. But they set it up that Jim Belushi just got back. Apparently, he was in a drunk driving accident where he hit somebody, and he was in rehabilitation, and he's back. Yeah, it was the Betty Ford, Betty Ford Clinic. Clinic. And I was thinking, I don't know if that is based on anybody. I don't know if there was a reporter or something like that who got busted for drunk driving or hit and run and was back on the air. I don't know. Um, I, I couldn't find any. Yeah. Examples They're like Wolf Blitzer at Betty Ford Clinic or something, or <laughs> no, I, yeah, or or they just thought it'd be funny to to kind of exaggerate like these newsmen are just they're idiots like the rest of us kind of might do. be might have been might have been oh what was the thing I have a note here um one of the propaganda things is uh, they they say oh I don't want to put mayonnaise on everything and I'm like that's a Canadian stereotype yeah dipping yeah I didn't know I didn't it know is that. in the yeah do we was, put they not everything. But fries, it was like Canadians would put their fries in mail. No, that's we don't. What, that's what I've done that. Heard. No, that's no, what I have heard. <laughs> I, 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 sorry, Derek, I can verify. I've done it. No. Yes. Stop it. Why would you do that? That's he- gross. Heinz, Heinz has put out a product, mayo chip. It's ketchup and mayonnaise together. Yeah, I, and it's gross. I used to mix that when I worked at McDonald's. I would get a mayo packet and a ketchup packet and put them together. No. I had my mil- I had a billion dollar idea sit right in front of me. <laughs> no, I was pretty sure that mayonnaise is one of the most popular American. Yeah, that's a stereotype I've seen and heard is that Americans they put that shit on no. everything. See, I, I heard I heard it was a big debate between mayonnaise and mustard in, in America. Maybe it's maybe it's um, geographical. Yeah, it might, yeah, that's probably I heard it was too. Ma- yeah, it's probably geographical. Huh? I'm trying to look it up, but. Anyway, anyway, John Candy and his friends see this news. Ca- and by the way, one of John, we forgot to mention this. One of John Candy's friends is black. And we just, we get a barrage of black jokes during this movie. Yeah, from Bill yeah. Nunn is Nunn. the actor. We get a barrage of black stereotype jokes through this entire movie. Yeah, you'll remember him as the assistant to J. Jonah Jameson in the Spider-Man Correct. movies. Correct. That's right. Robbie Robertson. That's yeah. right. That's right. Um, but yeah, they're talking about, uh, there's a scene where they talk about how in movies, the black guy dies first and they rhyme off like a dozen yeah. of them. 
and I remember like John Candy goes, "Oh wait, Jurassic Park, two black guys die in that one. You must really hate that one." <laughs> I'm like that's such a good line. Like that's not it, man. It's just the black guy always dies. Think about it, man. Unforgiven, uh, Alien, Rocky Four, The Shining, Star Trek Two, Forrest Gump, Witness, Annie Hall. Not Annie Hall. No, Night of Living Dead. That's the one. And what about that brother in Jurassic Park, man? Well, that was cool. There was two black guys who died in that one. That was a twofer. He must be really pissed off at that one. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, the black guy always dies first. Oh. Oh, man. Hey, don't worry, Cabral. You'll pass for Canadian. But uh, so, okay, so now John Candy's character has saved the president's life and caught alleged Canadian terrorists, right? Because it's a secret mission. They can't come out and say, no, it was America all along. So yeah. they have to treat it as if it really happened, like they were caught trying to blow up this, this plant, which I guess kind of gets the job done, though, right? Like without actually blowing up the plant. Pretty much. Pretty much, yeah. If they just, it, it does the same job. Yeah. It does the same. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They don't have to actually blow up the plant. They just get caught trying to do it. And, but again, he's still just some podunk sheriff from you know Niagara Falls. <laughs> like he, he's now, like I said, twice saved the country. And nope, it's, a, it's just like so. Yeah. <laughs> well, they decide to go back across. They decide. Yeah, they decide and, to go to uh, Canada and litter. A counteroffensive. Because that's the stereotype, apparently, that Canada is so clean. Is that, that the stereotype? Because yes. I've heard that before. Canada is very clean and very polite. Is that true? The parts I bet. Well, Toronto's pretty dirty. Downtown Toronto. Toronto yeah. 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 Toronto's a hole. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, you've been both sides of the border more than than we have. But uh, Ottawa has always been beautiful. Kingston's always been beautiful. Like, yeah, but like you said, Toronto, we were in downtown Toronto. That's. That's just a hole. Yeah. Yeah, Toronto's a hole. Uh, <laughs> and, and by the way, the Canadian version of that is Tirana. <laughs> Tirana. Tirana. Well, they um, go to litter, and yeah. there's a couple of Mounties, and they just very politely tell them... On horses. Riding horses. Okay, that's 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 not true anymore. That's uh... No. No, the horses are strictly ceremonial. There is, near where I live... Within walking distance of my house, where I am right now, there is actually a spot where the RCMP are keeping uh, some of the horses. So I've yeah. gone, I've gone to see them, you know, and they're just kind of hanging just out. For show, but they are literally just for show. Yeah, yeah, the horses are strictly for show. The RCMP drive cars now, <laughs> and we don't. Derek doesn't make horse power. Doesn't but... mean to make it seem like we just got the cars. It, no. it, it was it was happening in in the nineties too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so they they freak out. They don't, they, yeah, the the Mounties are very polite and they make no violent movement towards them. But they they're so full of this propaganda that they freak out and they they head back to America, leaving behind leaving Rhea behind Perlman. Rhea Perlman, which is might lead to one of the funniest lines. So we cut to John Candy in a bar and he's watching the television and. Then Alan Alda, as the president, gets up and says, "We they have a hostage. 
they've captured her name is Honey. Rhea Perlman's name is Honey in the in the movie. Yeah. And right. John Candy's like, we gotta go get her. And they show a clip of Rhea Perlman and she's pissed. And they're like, oh man, she's pissed at you, John. And so they're and John Candy goes, We're gonna go get her. After this next round of drinks. One more round of drinks and we're gonna go get her. <laughs> he literally says to let yeah, her cool off. That line got yeah. me. I thought that was a really funny line. Yeah, that that was really good. Another another beer. Yeah. <laughs> so she and so instead of arresting her, they actually just sent her to Ottawa for uh, uh, to basically for a free mental health checkup. So <laughs> again, pushing their socialist yeah. health care. That's right. Which is one step away from communism, I think. Right? We're on communism's you're front door. Right there. You're According right there. You're, you're, you're a commie neighbor. Here it is. I have it. Sorry, I'm just going back real quick. Uh, this is an article from People.com in the food category. Uh, from December 8th, 2020. Mayonnaise has eclipsed ketchup as the top-selling condiment in the U.S. <laughs> there, there we go. go. Sorry. So someone's putting that shit yeah. on something. And it's not just um, me dipping anyway. into my fries every once in a while. Like I don't I don't yeah. have mayonnaise in my home for when I make fries. Let's just make that clear. <laughs> it's just I have done it before. It's for special just... <laughs> occasions. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Sorry, I interrupted. I apologize. John Candy and his two friends, they go back to Canada to rescue Rhea Perlman. And they're just walking around. They walk into this power plant and they just say, "Nobody, all the doors are unlocked here in Canada. So they're able to go into these oh. high-tech places and no, no guards, no locked doors, no nothing. Uh, no, but who, who do they find but an elderly couple that are just sitting there? They're the night shift. Not true. We do not. Uh, we lock our doors at night. I lock my apartment door every day, even if I'm home. So. Yep, me too. My doors are locked right now. They think that uh, Rio Perlman is being held in a police station. Well, they know. Yeah, well, they well, well they know they're they're trying to find the RCMP. Yes, the RCMP headquarters. And John Candy's like. Oh, and they want to shut the power off to it, so they go to the power plant. And the old guy looks over, and John Candy sees this light switch on the wall. And he turns it off, and they go, no, don't, that'll black out half of Canada. And John Candy's like, what do you think, I'm stupid? And he turns, so this one light switch blacks out half of Canada. There's hundreds of knobs and dials and switches all over the place, and they're randomly flicking them, and there's just one light switch that says on, off. And that's, that's the one, that's the master switch to the power of all, like, uh, well, the way this movie tells it, all of Canada is is powered by this one power plant well, in Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's two power grids in Canada. You have uh, the uh, uh, the Pierre Trudeau power grid, and uh, that's in uh, eastern Canada, Ontario, and to, towards the east. And then you have the Chinook um, power grid, which is your western provinces and your territory. That, that's right, yeah, yeah. That's the way it's separate. Of course not. Oh, and another piece of propaganda that I liked. Sorry, going back to the video, I just remembered. They, we've lined up. What is it? Ninety percent of our population along the border. It's like, well, yes. it's just it's it's just nicer weather there. Like, what? Like, no, yeah, because that's where the majority of our population actually lives. Yeah, across the border, like ninety yeah. percent of all Canadians live on the American border. 
we're not lining everyone up there just so we can just so we can walk in but yeah sorry i just remembered that i thought it was funny so they find out where the sorry the royal mounted canadian police did you notice that derek no, I didn't notice All that. the signs and all, anytime there was any iconography or signs for the RCMP, they couldn't use it. So it was the Royal R-M-C-P? Mounted Canadian. Yeah, the RMCP. And there was no official signs or symbols for that, right? It was right. And, and like it was just a wooden sign with like a wood carved sign, which of course Canada. So why wouldn't it be? But yeah. <laughs> that says R- Royal Mounted Canadian Police. Well, see, and I loved it too because uh, I think interspersed with this is the uh, you have uh, a montage of the Americans um, guarding certain things that they think they're going to get attacked, like the bowling alley. <laughs> you have a guy with like a rifle that's checking the balls in the, in the bags, <laughs> and I was like, "Man, that is so funny in 1995." <laughs> but in 2003 i remember people thinking that the terrorists were going to bomb their walmart in rural kansas because of 9-11 it's like mm, no they don't care about your walmart yeah really you know what i mean that that's where this movie loses its parody you know yeah. what i mean um so what happens, well, what happens next, next so they is go, they have the run-in with stephen wright and to me this is one of the best parts of the movie with the, the scene with Stephen Wright. Welcome to Canada. And he, that voice. And it's just hilarious. Yeah, the scene where he bu- they bust in and they're trying to find Rhea Perlman. And they're like, where is she? And he's trying to tell them where they're at. And, and like, yeah, quit, 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 quit playing games with us and tell us where she is. It's like, oh, she's in the capital. And they're like, Toronto? I was like, no. No, Toronto's not the capital. No, okay, all right, we're going to Toronto. Welcome to Canada. Hold it right there, Canuck. Who are you? I'm your worst nightmare. I'm a citizen with a constitutional right to bear arms. (laughs) Take the pelts, take whatever you want. We don't want your stinking pelts. Have some fudge. Just leave me alone. Didn't you hear him? We're your worst nightmare. My worst nightmare involved a pack of rabid wolves. I was stuck somewhere in the Yukon, and there were tall, skinny rabbits, and they were drinking heavily. Just shut up. We want your prisoner. Now, where is she? I don't know what you're talking about. Hey. A boot? It's about what we're talking about. And enough of that A business. Oh, yeah, they think he's, he's trying to mess with them. Yeah, right, yeah. Toronto's not the capital. <laughs> oh, sure, Ottawa is. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, but uh, the scene I like, too, is he, he's explaining the reason why these three different guys got arrested. Yes. Uh, what was the one? one uh, being in a, uh, my favorite, being in a bad mood too many times. <laughs> got him, got <laughs> yeah. this one guy arrested. <laughs> the other one was legitimate, like, uh, was it he... he uh, was it like a hostile takeover of a company or something like that? It was a hostile takeover of a company, and then he and then he laid everybody off. So they put him in jail. So they put him in jail. That's Michael Moore being a little heavy-handed. Yeah. Or like that doesn't happen. Heavy-handed. Like that never happens in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. What was I think? Yeah, what the no. first guy what was the first guy. The I first remember. guy was being in a bad mood. The second. No, no, that guy... was the second guy. There was the biker-looking guy. He was. I forget what he was in for. But it was something ridiculous. Oh. It was something so stupid. 
But I really loved, though, when... I guess later on when they get the SEAL team or the SWAT team or the Super... Uh, uh, Omega Force. Omega Force. When the Omega Force come back and all the guys that were in prison are now sitting around the table playing cards. Yeah. And they're like, oh shit, oh shit, and then they jump back into their cell. Well, let's talk about Omega Force. So, uh, the president, they get wind that John Candy... Oh, there we go. Sorry, sorry, Scott. I just saw. I just quickly saw it. He put leaded gas in an unleaded gas Thank tank. You. That was yes, the first guy. <laughs> the the president finds out that John Candy's going to Canada and wreaking all this havoc. So they want to stop him. So they send in Omega Force. They send in this elite fighting team to stop John Candy and his and his friends. Kind of like SEAL Team Six, right? The yeah. equivalent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Meanwhile, the actual thing going on is, I guess, R.J. Hacker has created a, what he's called a weather machine that controls the weather, and he sold it. It used to belong to America, but they took away the contract, so he sold it to Canada. But what it actually does is control all of the nukes in America. And can launch them simultaneously. And he can watch. He can launch all the nukes simultaneously, but only he has the code to it, and the Americans don't. So he's going to set off. He's he, going to give all the nukes Russian targets. Blame Canada for sending them off, and then the U.S. and Russia will be in a war. Basically, start it. Yeah, start the Third World War. Yeah, but he he sold it to Canada under the auspices of, um, if I heard correctly. As a just better weather predictions, like we were just yes. going to be able to just better tell the weather. It wasn't a weather machine to control it, right? Right. Just sure, just yeah. to be able to have like more accurate wet, like it just yeah, like a weather vane. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it, it's a triple Doppler. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So because he keeps having meetings with Kevin Pollock over this, right? Yes. On the side, yeah. He goes rogue and he eventually holds up the United States government for yeah. money. He wants well, one. He sets the countdown at twelve trillion dollars. <laughs> yeah, speaking of Mike Myers, yeah. So the SEAL Team Six is so, going to go into Canada to stop John Candy, and while all this is happening, Rhea Perlman wakes up in the hospital, and she's like, and she's got all these get well cards from people she doesn't even know. It's like, ones from Gordon Lightfoot. Yeah. Oh, and from the Prime Canadian Minister, celebrities, yeah. Yeah, the prime minister sent a big, big old get well bear and stuff because we're nice like that. I, I love, I like Omega Force. They're so badass. They, they, they do a, a stealth in, uh, insertion into Canada during the middle of the yeah. day. They just hop into their boat and just drive across. Apparently, that part of the border is wide open. You can just take. If you can get a boat, you can just come on in. Well, there's a scene with both, the Omega both ways Force, though. Omega, Omega Force, where one guy is running and he trips. And, I, and yeah. I, sw- I thought it would be so cool if they shot him in the head, but they wouldn't go that dark. And he's like, oh, don't worry, it's just my toe. And he shot him in the head. I could not believe it. I'm like, they went that dark. Yeah, what was that? Yeah, that was a kind of a weird dark yeah. turn, eh? And uh, so what What do you think Moore is saying there, if anything? What I think what Moore is saying there is just no, no man, man left, left behind, behind my ass. It's just like there's no friendship either in war. Like if this guy, if I guess this not. guy is going to endanger the mission, he's got to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's going to slow us down. So with his stubbed toe. <laughs> and the part that I the the only part of this thing that I remember um, is happens around this time is 
um, John Candy and his uh, group of guys come across a. They get into or they or they leave the RCMP office and they take one of their trucks. Yeah. And they have spray paint on it, and they're like, ha, 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 let's do this. Uh, and they spray paint things like Canada sucks, America rules, uh, you know, eat shit Canada, that kind of thing. And they get pulled over by our man, Dan yes, Aykroyd. Yes, this is da- where Dan Aykroyd enters the movie. Is this, yep. how, is this how this movie made it onto the Dan Aykroyd this podcast? This is how the movie because made it onto the Dan Aykroyd podcast because of his, okay. because of his minute and a half screen time. What did yep. you say the budget was for this movie? Eleven million dollars. So none of that they couldn't afford full time Ackroyd to have him. No, because he would have made a good president, I think. Or not that Aldo did a bad job, but I mean, he could have easily fit into the Kevin Pollock role or Wallace Shawn as prime minister. He could have been. Yes, he could have been our prime minister, <laughs> right? Or something like I don't know. No, like, no. Like, there's a bigger seat at the table for Ackroyd here in this movie. He does episode. a good. He he does a good job in this one because oh, he this absolutely was around does. the time. This was around the time that Quebec was thinking about separating, and they actually mm-hmm. had a uh, a separation vote uh, in 1995. Um, but there's a couple of things I want to point out here where John Candy really shows his Canadian. He's he's playing an American, but he can't hide his Canadian. First off. His buddy's got a uh, Canadian, uh, uh, Montreal Canadiens toque on while wearing a Maple Leaf jersey. Never happened. Nope. Not in a million years. Never happened. Um, so that so that's an inconsistency. But here's why John Candy shows his Canadian. He shows his Canadian when he's getting pulled, when the sirens go off and he goes, oh, geez. That's right. That's Canadian. Plus he's me. a plus he's a white guy being afraid of being pulled over by the cops. Yeah, he's Canadian. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the, That's the, Canadian. The Jersey Took thing I could forgive because it's while well, the Americans think that that's acceptable here. Yes. So as long as it's hockey give, stuff. But that's a good way to give yourself away wearing two different teams. Never, never going to happen in real life. Yeah. But you get, they get the grand welcome. Oh, welcome to Ontario. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. What's wrong with this picture? I love I love this thing. He's like, so what's wrong with the van? He's like, uh, no snow tires? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. Uh, he's like, uh, no maple syrup? He's like, no. He's like, according to our language laws, both signs need to be in English and French, <laughs> which is not true. That's only true in Quebec, but it is still very funny. Oh, yeah. Uh, I laughed at this big time. And, and yes, you're right. Ackroyd so, was awesome in this. He pays the ten thousand dollar fine, or ten American dollars. <sighs> yeah, it's never been that bad. If it does get that bad, Scott, you guys can just come on over because obviously we've done something horribly, horribly wrong. Horribly yeah, wrong. <laughs> might as well take us over. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I love Dan Aykroyd in this. It, it, it's a, just like, oh, you know, he's just so happy when he pulls him over, and he's just so is, nice. He's just so nice, even when he's, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but I got to write you a ticket. And then he makes him fix it. Like he doesn't care what they're saying. It's just the fact that it's not in <laughs> right. French as well. So apparently, it's, and, I don't speak French or read French, but apparently there's like Canadian Canada sucks in French, or eat shit Canada in yep. French on the truck. Mange la merde Canada. Yep. Yep. There is but, but 
but in uh, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find it here. Actually, but one of them, like the word hot dog, is there in French. Yep, on the truck. Yep. But they get sent off their merry way. Okay, here we go. To Toronto. Oh, you got it. Let's see. Uh, Canucks are dog meat, which is yeah. translated to Canucks are hot dogs. Chien show. Uh, eat my shorts. Mange mes briefs. It's close. Yeah, uh, we have um, USA all the way is USA tour the way. Uh, you suck Canada is Vate sucky Canucks. <laughs> That's another thing too, by the way. The p- people in this movie mean to say Canuck, but they keep saying Canuck. Did you catch that, Mark? I did, and uh, I, yeah, it, it hit me odd. I was like, what? Yeah. what? What did they just say? Scott, do people call Canadians Canucks? Or is that just a weird thing that in this movie? Is I've never canuke? heard anybody say Canuke. Okay. So so there's never been a game uh, Los Angeles versus the Vancouver Canucks tonight at uh tonight at the LA Piles or whatever. I used to be the T Mobile. Now, now one thing we forgot to uh, reference earlier in the film is uh what is it's not the Space Needle. What's that building in Toronto, the tallest brief the, the CN, CN Tower. Tower. They don't call it the CN Tower. Do they call it the CN Tower in this movie? Yep. Rhea Perlman comes obsessed with the CN Tower. So she is making her way to the CN Tower. And just through ineptitude, John Candy and his friends are heading to Toronto as well. They take a moment to explain. They call it the Canadian National Tower. So so it explains to anyone who doesn't know what the CN stands for. Yeah. Yeah. Even Even though it's named after a... Uh, a railroad company, Canadian National Railroad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like calling it the the T-Mobile Tower. It's the CN Tower because it's the Canadian National Railroad Tower. But anyway, yeah. Um, I've never heard it called that. Right, not in a long, long time. <laughs> it's it's not the Canadian National Tower. I've been to the base of it, but I've never been up because I have a serious fear of heights. Well, John Candy and his friends drive into Toronto. And there's nobody on the streets, and there's like, hey, there's a little girl there. So that's kind of creepy. These three guys <laughs> in this pickup, you know, this garbage truck or whatever it is. Hey, kid, where is everybody? They're like, didn't you hear? There's a crazy American with a gun up, and he's like, it's honey. And <laughs> so she finds the um, what do they call it? The hailstorm well, before? Yeah, the the hacker hailstorm. Hail but before she finds it, this is where hacker. He's trying to bribe the president. At this point, Hacker has convinced the president that Canada is launching our own rockets against Russia. So that's what the president thinks. He doesn't know that Hacker has done this himself. Only Hacker and Kevin Pollack know this at this time. He says... Yeah, he's blaming it on on, on the Canadians. Yeah, he's going to blame it on the Canadians. And he's like, well, I can help you if you give me $1 trillion. And at that point, one trillion. <laughs> and at that point, Kevin Pollack is like, "No, give me the give me the codes." And he grabs the codes and he punches the guy. And the guy goes flying over the railing, lands on the table in front of the president, and dies. So at that moment, Kevin Pollack thinks he's a hero, but the president, Alan Alda, goes, "Arrest him!" Oh my God, Mr. President, yeah. we have a situation. Uranus, we beat Uranus in Utah. They bumped their birds up to T minus seven. This is terrible. I didn't understand a word of what he said. He said the missiles were launched in seven minutes, oh, sir. Oh, God. Oh, 
God! The president, you got six minutes to change. This is a mistake you do not want to make. No. Negotiate with him. Yeah, no, give wait. him what he I wants. No, wait, wait. Just give me a second. One second. Gentlemen, I intend to put some shoe leather between me and ground zero. Call me, Mr. President, when you decide to give me the money. Wait a second. Just one second. Hold on one second. I don't understand something. Why would the Canadians try to try to start a war between us and, and the Russians? I don't get that. he has and shove it in his mouth which is what i found very odd that was very odd behavior i mean it had to happen so the movie could happen and they end up of course you know taping him to a chair and he's like i've got the code i've got the code you've got the code and nobody's listening to him that was that was hilarious and uh so uh, i like when john candy and then they get to the tower and and you know hundred thousand steps to the top and they're like ah they, John Candy makes it up there. Omega Force can't. Omega Force can't. These highly trained, super, you know, you know, Marines or whatever you want to call them, they, they couldn't do and the I climb was, up the CN Tower. I thought that was funny. Yeah, they couldn't do it. And John Candy, I, I mean, John Candy must have been pushing like 350 pounds at that time. I mean, he was really big in this movie. But they do the scene a la Benny Hill where you just see John Candy speed walking up the 10,000 steps to the top. Uh, yeah. But he did it for love, it though, for, which I think and is kind of... And the thing... We, we've, we haven't mentioned this. John Candy is in love with Rhea Perlman's character. Rhea Perlman's character mm-hmm. is not in love with John Candy. Nope. That's sad. Like He says he says it earlier. He's like, oh, I love you. And she's like, what? And he's like, oh, uh, nothing? Just kidding. <laughs> she points a yeah, rifle yeah. at him. He says, He's "I like, love you." Kidding, He's just like, kidding. "No, just kidding." <laughs> so this is where she destroys it, just because well, yeah, she Ellen thinks. Well, yeah, because Alan Alda gets on the phone with the Canadian Prime Minister, and he's like, "You win, whatever you want." He, because they don't know Alan Alda, this crumbles as a president. He's like, "Whatever you want, you win. Just stop the bombs." It, it's kind of pathetic. I mean, he does a good job doing it, but it's a pathetic scene as a president. That's what I like to see. Yeah, we oh, win. on its knees sucking yeah. our dick. That's what we <laughs> But there is a funny scene where he's trying to get the bomb stopped, and he's talking to the Prime Minister of Canada, and he goes, dip, dip, dip. And he's putting his wife on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he puts the wife on. And she speaks, and she's, she's speaking and she speaks French. French. He doesn't know. And, and he's trying to speak French. He's like, two, two Gagnés. Uh, two years in high school, four years in college. And... And he sucks at it. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you, yeah. It's <laughs> like, <laughs> so, Vugagne, Vugagne. Uh, yeah, two, yeah, two years in high school, four in college. And that's what you got. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. Anyway, uh, Rhea, uh, put your Rhea husband Perlman, back on. And Rhea Perlman is the hero of this movie. She is the hero yes. of this movie. Because she's up in the CN Tower, and all we hear, and what's it? The the, the hacker, hacker hellstorm. Hacker hell, the hacker hailstorm. Self-destruct in one minute, or launching missiles in one minute, and she just starts riddling the top of the CN Tower with bullets. 
until <laughs> she kind of uh, R- Rambo at the end of First Blood Part yeah. One. There, the, the first oh! one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got re- reminiscent of that there. <laughs> and she blow. Actually, she blows the wall away first, and then she looks in and she goes, "Canadian Central." And then she starts unloading on the room and starts shooting all the computers. She kind of discovers the the, the plot though, because it's all labeled, and she's like, "Hacker working with the Canadians." Yeah. Yeah. So she she kind of got it right, but she didn't, right? She know she knows hackers behind it, but the Canadians are not. Yeah, it's uh, we we yeah we're not actually part of. it, But she got mo- most of it right, and then actually saved the day. Now while all this is happening, John Candy is paralyzed with fear because, like Derek, <laughs> he's afraid of heights, and he just looks down. Hide, 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 hide. <laughs> so John Candy, well, I now I wouldn't no say help. he doesn't do anything. He. He saves the president and stops. But yeah, Rhea Perlman is the one that saves the United States and saves Russia. Yeah, like he, yeah, he's been the hero up until now, but she, she pulls right in the clutch. She's got the big win. Is that where that ends? I know they do the. And that's um, where she's well, like, we yeah. got to get out of here. Uh, apparently, they abandoned their other two friends. Okay, I was going to ask about that. Did you see where the other two guys went? They got they left, get in, left Canada, in Canada, didn't they? So they're they're hostages now. Oh, one 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 thing I found funny too uh, is she's let's get out of here. She's like, let's take the elevator. And I wanted a bigger reaction from I, Candy on that one because Mark, he, I a hundred percent agree with you. I wanted him to say, yeah. "There's an elevator," or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he just did thousands of steps, and you know, and Omega Force is still left in Canada, by the way. They have to get. They have to uh, uh, extract themselves, and but they're they're passed out on the steps, <laughs> and there was an elevator the whole time. The, the other two are not hostages because, um, as a callback, uh, the black guy there, he's um, he, they're, they're watching uh, hockey, and they're like, and the one guy's like, oh, I don't see too many black people on here. He's like, man, do you know how hard it is to take over every sport? Yeah. As soon as soon as us brothers get us. <laughs> get this game figured out this is going to be all us and then at the end of the movie when they do the uh animal house style when they do the the where are they now thing it's he's the nhl's most valuable player three years in a row <laughs> three years in a row yeah i forget about what the other guys are doing but i, I all i remember, I remember is that, that one. one but that's it uh Rhea perlman and john candy they ride down in the elevator. Rhea Perlman stole an ambulance to get uh, to get to Toronto, so they drive to the border and, and then just take and they go America. And there's just this shot of smog and just yes, and yeah. The, the movie ends with those two drive, you know, going back to America. That's how the movie ends. No, no, it shows them driving off in a boat, and then after the where are they now segments, they cut back to the boat. I don't know if you saw this, but it's a shot of the falls and their oh yeah their boat. It's ov- It's obviously two dummies in the boat about to right. go over the falls. And that was yeah. Canadian bacon. So, what did you gentlemen think of the movie? Uh, it should be called female bacon. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, <laughs> and what a, what a name for the operation? A eh? Operation Canadian operation Bacon. Operation Canadian Bacon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and they kept flashing that graphic. I was like, why, why, why have all the? To be honest, not enough moose references. Mm-hmm. Not enough maple syrup references. 
I did like the one where it shows like the 3D map of the states and maple syrups running down to to kind yes. of symbolize the takeover <laughs> of America by Canada just through this flowing maple syrup. I thought yeah. that was a We're really take fun over, shot, like flowing maple syrup. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're like, oh, and even the president's like, oh, that's when that stuff gets yeah, in your fingers. Yeah, you know? I, I think, yeah, he's like, I, everybody knows what it's like to get maple syrup on your fingers. Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. I thought it was fun. I thought there was a nice characters. I thought the interaction, they, they bill it as John Candy's movie because this was his final movie. But it's just as much uh, Alan Alda and... This yeah, is his movie as it is John Candy's. I would I would recommend seeing this movie. I I liked it. Yeah, like this is sort of a, like I said, this is a Canadian guilty pleasure. Um, it's the first time I've seen it in years, but I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, I think I saw it on VHS uh, uh, after yeah, its yeah. theater run um, back in the day. It was probably the first time I'd seen it, and I haven't seen it since. Like it would have been like in the nineties that I saw it and never yeah. saw it again. But, um, this is what you would have rented alongside cool running. Right, yeah. You know what Something. I mean? Yeah. If you're doing, yeah. If you're in the mood for like a candy marathon, right. You just do, Oh, I haven't seen this one yet. So you grab it. And it, it, it but it, like Derek said, it's one of those ones. It just kind of sits there in the background as a Canadian guilty pleasure. Maybe it shows up. Maybe it doesn't. Um, what I liked about this was while yes, they were commentating on a lot of our little, you know, peculiar things that Canadians do and say, it really doesn't paint us in the bad light that other move, a lesser movie would have done. No, like it does, it, it doesn't movie paint the Americans it, in a bad light. It, it really, yeah, he really goes after the states in this. Like for it says Canadian in the title, but holy cow, does it ever? Uh, yeah, does he ever go after the states? And that's and I think that's kind of the crux of it, right? Like basically in this movie, Americans are the villains because it's an American weapons manufacturer that you know is the one threatening the world. And the Canadians are just kind of the innocent bystanders. They don't know that any of this is going on. Yeah, but I mean, like, all the mean things that are being said or whatever, we're just kind of innocently just sitting there in this movie, oblivious to what's going on. So so it's a nice balance of, like, yeah, they come at us with jokes and stuff, but at the same time, it's like, oh, well, it's not like we're the villains, you know? So I like that balance. All right, then. Well, so this was another episode of the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Uh, gentlemen... Where can we find you and your podcast? Easiest thing, uh, CanadianMovieCrew.com. Uh, we're now on Google Podcasts. We're, of course, uh, Apple, Spotify, everywhere podcasts are sold. Uh, we're free. So, yep, find us there. We do two different ones. And you can also find Scott White on one of our most recent ones. He brought us Curse of the Wolf. So, And also some other, yeah if, you, if you, yeah, if you go back into the archives, you'll see more of uh, where Scott was a, Special guest enough times that he's kind of a part-time host now. We're unofficially yeah. kind of named him that. So, uh, so we thank you for that, Scott. And, and it was a pleasure being here. Thanks well, for having thanks us. For- I think I, I think doing our podcast is going to get him dual citizenship. Eventually, eventually. I'll be able I to cross just- back and forth yeah. at will uh, now. You, yeah, you will have to drink our beer though. So. Yeah. Get ready. Beer that sucks. Ooh. Oh. oh, oh. I'm coming over them boards. As soon as I get my second shot, yeah, I'm coming over. There. I'm coming. I'm gonna get my second shot so I can come down there right. over the boards. Bastard, you just you just wait till I get my skates on. Yeah. All right. Take off a you hoser. So this has been the Dan Aykroyd podcast. I want to thank Derek and Mark for being with me. I want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see you here next time. <laughs>
To support this podcast, please go to www.patreon.com slash Scott White and give what you're able. If you're listening on iTunes, please give a review. That should help people find this podcast. And no matter what services you use to listen, please leave feedback. We always want to improve. Thank you for listening to the Dan Aykroyd Podcast. Oh, jeez. Maybe it's not us. It's not us. It's not us. It's us. It's us. He wants us. He wants us. All right. All right. We're pulling over. We're pulling over. All right, fellas. All right. Just, just, just act normal. All right. Act normal. Not normal for us. Normal like for regular people. Good day. Hi. May I see your license and registration, please? <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Oh, Americans. Welcome to Ontario. Sportsman's paradise. <laughs> Isn't it, though? Would you please get out and step away from the vehicle? Okay. What is wrong with this picture? Um, uh, no snow tires. No. I was, uh, driving on the wrong side of the road. I can explain that. You see, I'm not used to your rules up here, and I was... That's not it. This writing on the side of your vehicle. Oh! How did that get those kids at at the garage? I just stopped for, like... Whatever. My concern is the sensibilities of a certain distinct and viable part of Canadian society. Les Québécois. Huh? You know, wine drinkers, pea soup eaters, French Canadians. Oh, oh, yeah, those guys, sure. If you wish to avoid prosecution, I would advise that you comply with our language laws, which specifically prescribe that all signs be in both English and French, Canada's two official languages. Okay. I do have to fine you. That'll be $1,000 Canadian or 10 American dollars, if you'd prefer. Oh, oh no, I'll pay, uh, pay the American there, yeah. There you go, buddy. What do you want, ten? Thank you very much. There's your receipt. Thank you. And now? In French, if you please. Cross the This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast. Uh, Hi, this is Derek. Hi, this is Mark. Um, And we wanted to apologize uh, for anything that we may have said uh, on this show that maybe was offensive. Uh, We we tried our best. We're just trying to do right by Scott. Yeah, I mean, you asked us to talk about Canada, and of course, we love Canada, eh? so we're sorry that we talked about it too much, too long, too harshly, uh, that we may have picked on, you know, not Canadians, eh? So, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, and we're really sorry that we uh, we took up so much of your time. I know that Americans have a lot of uh, good things to do nowadays that you're all reopened and oh yeah yeah about that by the way we're really sorry for the pandemic that's actually our bad yeah sorry about that eh 
Yeah, I mean, we just wanted like some time off work. So, you know, summer was coming up and we wanted to drink some beer. Speaking of which, um, sorry, your beer isn't as good as ours, eh? I mean, you know, we try and send some down to you, but, you know, you don't drink it. So, I mean, I don't know why. Yeah. But, uh, you know, sorry about that. Yeah, and sorry for all of the, the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, sorry for that. Michael J. Fox and Celine Dion. Sorry for that. Yeah, sorry. Justin Bieber. Yeah, so really sorry about that one. Yeah. Yeah, sorry about basketball. Yeah, that was ours too. That was our yeah, sorry. Yes. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. Uh, uh, yeah, just really, really, really sorry. I just, you don't understand how sorry we are. I mean, normally we're sorry. This is really sorry. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I mean, and like, if it's too hot down there, sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, if it's too sorry. cold, that's probably us too. Like, if it's too cold. Yeah. I mean, we're known for being cold, right? Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Seattle. I know you guys are going through it. And sorry for, uh, you know, all of the really bad movies that Hollywood makes. That's our fault too. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry they're about all filmed in just... Toronto, so. so and and then and TV shows, bad TV shows, they're filmed in Vancouver. Sorry about that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Especially sorry for the Saw franchise. That's a big one in Toronto. Oh, yeah. We're really sorry about that. That one just got off the rails. I don't even know how that happened. Sorry. Yeah, and also sorry for uh, the 92 and 93 World Series. I mean, 92 was... 92, okay, yes. I mean, we really worked hard for that one. 93, we were just being greedy. Sorry about that. Yeah. We should have really given it to somebody else. Yeah, I think. sorry it was about someone that. Else, yeah. Someone else's turn, yeah. Listen, and uh, uh, faithful listener, th- you know, thanks for listening. Um, that time you stubbed your toe, sorry about that. That was us. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry about that. We I mean, we didn't mean it, but it happened. So sorry. Yeah, and sorry for the NHL. Um, I know the uh, playoffs tend to go a little really far into uh, the summer. I think that's overreaching, and we're trying to cut back on that. Sorry. Yeah, eighty games. That's like a lot. So yeah. sorry about that. But we're we're gonna we're keep trying. We'll keep trying on that one. I mean, sorry that we're actually pretty good at it too. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes. Mean, sorry for laughing there. I sorry for yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. That's uh, oh, that was just so sorry. It's uh, and, and you know what? And I'm sorry about uh, making fun of your beer. I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. Earlier there, I just did that, and I, I, I should. Yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Okay. So there's this this guy. He was wearing a blue hat, and uh, you know we were walking into the aisle of the grocery store, and I kind of bumped his shoulder, and I didn't say sorry. So I'd like to take this opportunity now to say sorry, sorry, blue hat guy. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that. That's good. Because otherwise, how would he know if you're sorry? Right. Exactly. So I, sorry. That, I, I just had to get that off my chest. That was weighing me down. Yeah, I'm sorry. no doubt. Man. Sorry about that. Sorry to take the time. Holy cow! To apologize to blue guy, hat, blue hat guy. So I can't even say it right. I'm so upset. Anyway, sorry. You were saying. Yeah, so sorry that this uh, that this apology has taken so long, and I'm sorry that I stutter. It's kind of something I'm working on. So 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 sorry about that. Same here. Sorry uh, about that. And uh, yeah, so if you ever come to Canada, if you guys want to come to Canada, and you're coming across and you're in the neck of the woods, drop by and we'll apologize in person to you. Oh, that'd be great. Uh, I would just love to like shake your hand or not. Sorry to to imply that I might want to shake your hand. Yeah, like nothing is better than apologizing in person. Well, I got to go out and find Blue Hat Guy because I think, I, you know, I mean, like this was good, but I don't think it was enough. I'm yeah. sorry about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no gamble that uh, he's not listening to this. True. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So once again, uh, just to recap, uh, we are sorry. 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 Um, and yeah, sorry. Okay, sorry, Scott. Back to you. <laughs>